This is the Raising Athletes podcast, episode 19, with Kirsten Jones and Susie Waltman. Today's topic, my kid got cut. Now what? Hi. This is, I'm, <laughs> Once you know it's for real, you're like, uh, <laughs> uh, Hi, I'm Kirsten Jones. And I'm Susie Walton. And this is our podcast. Hashtag Raising Athletes with Kirsten and Susie. Our passion is supporting parents and raising not only strong athletes, but extraordinary people. Join us each week as we tackle all topics youth sports, including everything from early specialization and overuse injuries, to helping our kids feel empowered and learn how to advocate for themselves, not only in the classroom and on the court, but at dinner tables and in their communities. We'll be talking to coaches, athletes, parents, and anyone else who will speak to us <laughs> about their experiences with youth sports and their paths to success. And even more importantly, their failures. Yes, we're going to get into the gritty details of what went wrong so that we can all learn from it, teach our kids and ourselves how to do better next time. Because in the words of Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. So welcome to Raising Athletes, because we love to win too. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Raising Athletes. Today we're excited to do an episode just the two of us, just Susie and I. Woohoo! I've missed <laughs> I've missed you. You've been away. I know. I know. It's good to be back. It's so good to have you back and and because she she's back I'm like no, I'm not going to have we're not going to have another guest on. It's just going to be the two of us. Um, but before we jump into what our, our topic is today, let us tell you a little bit about ourselves. I'm Kirsten Jones, a peak performance and sports parenting coach. I, my passion is helping others align their values with their mission and their mindset to get what they want in life. As a former, former Division I volleyball athlete and a 14-year Nike executive, I have always loved understanding the power of what makes peak performance possible. As a mother of three and someone who is currently in the middle of supporting my oldest son's dream to play sports in college, Susie and I have created this podcast to help others who are trying to raise not only strong athletes, but more importantly, good people. And I'm Susie Walton. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm Susie Walton. And I'm the founder of Indigo Village. I'm a mom of four sons and a grandmom of nine little ones, all seven and under. I'm a speaker, author, and family coach. I've always loved sports. I'm an athlete myself. I'm still playing beach volleyball. My passion is kids. And I know one of the best ways to support them is by supporting their parents and creating the family of their dreams. Yay. Well, so happy to have you back. And I was at a, an event this week and I thought we could dive into a topic that I know that's near and dear really to everybody's heart because mm -hmm. at some point this happens for everybody. Um, I was speaking with a mother of a senior in high school and she was in near tears and she, I said, how's it going? And she said, it's awful. She said, my son, who is a senior who's been playing water polo for the last seven years, um, just got cut. And not only did he get cut, but he's been playing for this one coach the entire time. And the coach never even called him in and said, here's what's happening. I got some younger guys coming up or whatever the situation was. She goes, I, he doesn't even know. What, what the situation was. The only um, feedback he got was, you're not tall enough, um, which he's been this height for the last at least two years. So that hasn't changed, but he was, she said he was winning awards. He, he was on a, a junior Olympic team a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. 
Like he was had all systems go, and this was not necessarily I mean, he's going to play in college, but he was super passionate about it. And even more importantly, his whole social life revolved around him being a water polo player. And this is who he he hang out hung out with all the time. And now he's, she's like, he gets cut and he feels like he's totally cut off. So I thought it would be a good topic for us to dive into and talk about. I mean, obviously senior year is super painful for it to happen then, but it happens at all levels, right? And so yeah. how, do, how do we support our kids? Um, because we're in pain. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. Honest, right? And I could see her pain. I could totally see her yeah. pain. And so what, what advice, you know, let's talk about that. What advice do you well, have? You know, they, you know that saying, they say, you know, a parent is only as happy as their least happy child. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, you know, everything else could be great, but just watching your son or daughter go through um, what I like to call a dark night of the soul. And it's something that we would rather not have any of our kids have to go through. And at the same time, it is part of life. And it's, I almost think it might be better to have their moments of dark night to the soul while they're still living at home versus a thousand miles away in some place in some town and they have no support system. So it's terrible, especially as a senior to have to do this, but thank goodness the parents are around to help him or her through this transition because if it's a he, is it a he? Yeah. Yeah, if he, he if he can make it through this, man, what a, he he's gonna have such a beautiful like a growth spurt, so to speak, in in the world of character building, you know, and resilience. So I think for parents out there that are listening, I mean, who hasn't had a child, especially in sports, have that experience? I've had it, yeah. and numerous times, whether it was in the um, like a thirteen year old or a college wanting to play out of college and having an injury that couldn't allow it to kid that was in college that you know got cut to you know even a professional basketball player like when my son you know was finished playing like that just that transition it's so sudden right you know so it's like a death right yeah and then you know and, and there should be an appropriate grieving period and that's where us parents get in trouble when we try to keep our our kids from grieving and be and feeling the upset. We, we, we feel so bad. We want to make them happy. We want to like, but you have all these other ideas, you know, it's really important as in for all human beings to let them sit in their sadness for a while, you know, and feel their sadness and get through the sadness so that they, they can move up to, to some contentment and into some new hopefulness. And, um, and so as a parent, it's important that we stay encouraging without rescuing. Mm, like it's such hard. a fine line, right? Yeah, you know, encouraging versus rescuing because rescuing is not helpful as much as we want to rescue our kids. It, it, what we're we're telling them by our actions and our words and our tone is that, you know, there's something wrong. It needs to be fixed. Where if you can be encouraging at the same time, you know, rather be encouraging instead, you know, they can hear the support. You know. I know we did this before, but what's coming up for me is is even role playing it again. Maybe mm-hmm. we could do a, a little quick role play about this because yeah. I think it is one of those things that, yeah, 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 easy for you to say. But then I go have a conversation with my kid, and if you've heard it, then you're like, okay, I got to stay in my lane. I've got <laughs> to toe this line, and maybe so. Maybe that would be helpful for some of the parents listening. Okay, so why don't you be a kid that just got cut from um, okay. volleyball? Yeah. <laughs> and- you know, and, you know, say some of the things that 
you heard about this kid and what he was reading. And then yeah. the first time I'll be the, um, I'll be the, well, actually the first time I'll be the autocratic parent and then I'll do the rescuing. Okay. And, and then we'll do the more, the, what we're looking for, the more democratic response, the more response. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hey mom, the worst thing possible ever happened. I'm a senior. I was so looking forward to the season starting and I just found out there was a, a note on the door at, of coach's office saying that I didn't make the team. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I had a feeling this might happen. I've noticed you've been backing off a little bit in your practices and you really weren't, you know, focused in and dialed in. And I was telling you, maybe you should go to bed earlier at the beginning of school year and, you know, well, you just wouldn't listen. And, you know, so it's, um, you know, cause this yeah. is what happens. And no, this has nothing to do with any of that, mom. This is not what we're talking about. Oh, you might think that. But looking at the bigger picture, I, it might have. I mean, I doubt the coach is just. Well, and what am I going to do now? I'm not. A fr I'm not going to be friends with any of those girls. They're not going to want to hang out with me because I'm well, not part of the team. Those girls weren't all that great anyway. <laughs> you, those are my best friends. That's well, who I spent the entire time. Maybe it's time to find some better friends. If they're not going to be friends with you now, maybe they weren't good friends in the beginning. Well, that's easy for you to say because you're not there every day walking around campus and seeing them. And I, I do. Well, if I was there every day, I'd probably figure out something else to do. And I'm sure you will too. Slam. <laughs> God, I'm good at that. <laughs> You've so, done that before. So people out there, that's autocratic parenting where you're being way too firm and you're not acknowledging your child in that moment. Now we'll do the rescuing, which is where most of us would fall in, land in that pit of rescue. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I can't believe I got cut today. I've been a part of this team for seven years. A note on the door, really? That's how this whole thing ends? No, baby, really? Yeah. That's not okay. I know. You know I'm going to go call that coach right now and give him a good piece of my, I've been supporting him for the last seven years. You know, I've made sure you've been at all the practices. This is so unfair. I am going to call him right now and I'm going to call the school and give him a good piece of my mind. And baby, I'll get you back on that team. Don't you worry. It's not okay. Are you sure, mom? Yes, baby. You deserve it. You're too nice of a girl and you're a good, good person. You need to be on that team. And that guy, kid, if we can't do that, then I'll work on maybe getting him fired. <laughs> or I'll, we'll transfer schools and I'll find you yeah. a different school that has, that can take and, uh, and appreciate someone as amazing as you. Is that what we do? Is that how our family acts when it doesn't go our way? Yes, we do. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no school or team that's too good for me or good, too good for us. Right. Don't you worry, baby. I'll find you a spot. You can depend on me. I'm your mom. Well, yeah, that doesn't feel good either. <laughs> All right. And some of your parents might be out there like, is there something wrong with calling the coach? <laughs> In this moment, yes. It's not the time to do it because you're too emotionally charged. So hang in there. Here goes the third role play where I'm being um, more responsive to the situation and treating my daughter more like a, you know, a human who is, can handle situations. Like she doesn't need to be fixed or yelled at. Okay. I can't believe this happened to me today. It's like the worst possible thing ever. I, I've never, I, I, my life is over. What happened? He cut me and he just put the names on the board and I wasn't on the board. And I, I've been part of this team for seven years. I played for his club for seven, for the last five years so that this could, I could be a part of this team and we're going to be really good this year. How can I, he cut me? I don't know. I mean, sounds, that sounds devastating. 
It is. I'm totally, I, I don't even want to go to school anymore. All those girls aren't going to talk to me anymore because I'm not a part of the team. Gosh. How does that feel? Awful. This is the worst day of my life. Yeah, it, I bet it is. Um, you mean, do, do you want to say anything more about it or? Do you no, I'm, hug? So, I'm so angry right now. I yeah. scream. Yeah. And, and so you should be. I don't blame you. I mean, I worked so hard this summer. I was part of that Olympic development team program last year. And I, I, I was working really hard and he was telling me everything. And he's like, you're not tall enough. I'm like, the, what can I do about that? Nothing. Nothing. You know, you know what, it's not my fault. Yeah. There's a, I, can, I can hear a lot of disappointment in you. And I don't, I don't blame you. You definitely have put your all into this program. Um, question for you. Yeah. What do you need right now to take care of yourself? I need to be on that team. Yeah, I know you do. And it would, I mean, I want you to feel it because I want you to feel the sadness around it, you know, and whether it means go take a shower and just let all the tears out and just cry hard and be mad and be angry, something like that, or just go in your room and listen to some music or just, you know, or stay out here with me and just, and not, and just sit. Like I'm going to go to my room. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want you to talk about it either. I want you to feel it. So go in your room and just feel it. And we'll catch up about it in a little bit. Hey, thank you for sharing that with me. That's you're in a tough spot. And I just so appreciate that you, you were, you could trust me enough to even come and tell me about it. All right. I love you. Me too. Okay. <laughs> hard, 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 hard. Right. Yeah, because you know, part of me is like, let me fix her. Let me tell her she's going to be okay. You know, let me. And but, I you, parents out there, you could see where emotionally she was still fired up. So no conversation at this point was going to help help her. Yeah. My 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 thing is, I wanted her to feel the feeling and not run away from it because feelings are meant to be felt. Not yeah. maybe always meant to be acted upon, but always meant to be filled. And that's where emotional intelligence grows. And I'm telling you, in this moment, my daughter has such an incredible opportunity to build up her resiliency and, you know, her character. And so I, I, I want her to sit with it a little bit and just be. And then once you get out of that phase, I mean, because you will, you'll kind of go through all the stages of grief, right? And anger and grief and sadness. And then you kind of see the silver lining and the timing is the timing, right? It's not necessarily a day or a week. I mean, it may take a while. I, think I would, I would recommend, yeah. Can you go talk to the coach and, and not necessarily in with the agenda that you're going to get on the team he's made his cuts but at least for your own peace of mind as to i mean was it just strictly about your height or were there other elements just so you can put you know closure on that and then you know the next step becomes how do you want to you only get one senior year so right. you, don't, you don't want to look back and say well i just pouted you know or i had a miserable senior year because of that coach which is easy to do right we can we love to point fingers at why we're in pain is not our fault. But mm -hmm. once you take ownership of it and say, wow, okay, that was not at all what I planned. What options are out there for me? Uh, there's 150 clubs, there's other sports, there's other, you know, many other things to join in on. And for this kid, like, you know, who, like you say, you didn't 
know if he was going to even be able to play in college. And it's a disappointment, I feel, in that moment is about being with his friends. Yeah. And, you know, and this isn't something you would talk to your kid about, but for you parents who want to kill the coach at this moment, you know, maybe this coach is a guy who um, doesn't know how to do his own feelings. And he felt so bad about it himself. He didn't know what to do. So he just posted it in hopes that he wouldn't have to like think about it, feel about it. Because if he's been with this kid for that many years, there's a good chance they had a pretty close relationship. And so it might've been really tough for him to do. And that was his easy way out. How many times have we taken the easy way out of not explaining something or why we're doing something just out of fear of not wanting to be in that uncomfortable position. So, you know, so do you agree with that? Then the kid could go back to the coach and have a chat and ask so that he can get closure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not necessarily the parent, but the kid, the kid, you know, yeah. wait, you have to wait till, um, the kid is in that kind of left, you know, more neutral in his feelings. Yeah. And then to sit down with your kid and talk about like, what are the results if you don't talk to the coach about it? And what are the results if you do talk about it? Like, kind of like let's look at both sides. If you don't talk about it with the coach, then, you know, you're never going to know about, you, you might miss an important learning opportunity. You know, if you do talk to the coach, nothing but good can come from it because whether you agree with him or not, at least you'll have an understanding where he's coming from. Right. Um, there's a quote I read. I just pulled it up. It says, if you focus on the hurt, you will continue to suffer. If you focus on the lesson, you will continue to grow. Mm. So, you know, at some point, not in the day this happens, but, you know, to look at the lesson behind it and, and then take that as a stepping stone to moving forward. Yes. You know, so again, yeah. oh, those are tough moments. <laughs> yeah. Parents out there, if you haven't been through it yet. It's coming. <laughs> well, it's coming for all, all of us. I mean, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording, like, I'll never forget my senior year of college. I've been playing sports. I mean, I remember being, you know, always one of the more active ones and the first to get chosen for Red Rover, Red Rover in kindergarten or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get all the way through college, which is a long time. And for the first time in your life, you're not getting recruited. You're not being the one chosen. You're not being invited. And, you know, and I can only imagine to, a, you know, the professional level too, once you've made money doing it and you've really defined who you are about that. But even at a high school level, like that's who you are on that campus. That's how people see you. That's how you see yourself. So letting go of that identity or, and, or being able to shift it is a huge opportunity for growth. And as painful as that is, it'll be one of those things you look back on and say, wow, this really painful thing happened to me. And this is how I pivoted. And this is what came of it because I was willing to leave the, leave the shore and go back out into the ocean and figure out what was next for me. Yeah. I like the idea. I like what you, the words you used there where you said, you know, shift it. Yeah. You know, cause it'll always be part of you. Yeah. It's, it's been part of your makeup. It's part of an aspect of you, but it's just, a, it's not, it doesn't just define the athlete. It's just an aspect of that kid. Yes. And to, you know, embrace it and be in gratitude for it. And then like, okay, what's next? Yeah. You know, like I think you mentioned, I can't, if we were just talking or on the recording about, you know, bigger picture, it gives him a lot more time to really focus on the college he wants to go to and maybe shift like the colleges based on water polo or not now. I don't know. but. Um, there's a lot, you know, I think it takes a lot of bravery and courage for a kid to step out of a sport and 
move on to something different when they've been in it for so many years. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot of courage and, but it, it happens to everybody on all levels. And I'm hearing a lot more parents or maybe just in my little world, but talk about, okay, my kid's going off to college and they were a swimmer in high school, but they have a crew team. That's a club team and he can go do crew and he does, you know, it's not a scholarship, but he's still, you know, once you're an athlete and you like to move, you still want to be a part of a team. Like you don't have to just go join a fraternity. There's plenty of clubs, sports, and colleges, you know, from ultimate Frisbee to crew to whatever, volleyball, the basketball, all of those where, Somebody I was interviewing, they talked about, they played at Michigan and club basketball. And he goes, Michigan club basketball is like playing at a college level because just because you couldn't make the Michigan team, you know, this was whatever back in the Fab Five. And he's like, they had really high, or maybe, you know, maybe just a few years ago, but they had really high level club basketball. So you still can go. There's, so, oh, there's so many rec sports in college. Yeah. And have I mean, a phenomenal like experience. Yeah. And yeah. have that experience of being part of a team. Because I think that's a lot of what team athletes miss is all of a sudden when you're, you're an island again, you, you don't want to be an island. You want to be part of, that's how you, you grow and how you gain community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For 100%. Another thing we talked about before we jumped on, which I, to transition a little bit, but it happening at all levels, right? And to see what went on, it's now two weeks ago about what happened with Serena. You know, it's an, it's an interesting <laughs> dilemma, right? Because we are both as women and wanting to support other women and how does, you know, is this fair? But it, it literally happens at all levels, right? Where we, you know, this coach in the high school level, it didn't feel fair. And what happened to Serena didn't feel fair. Um, and as you're saying too, like, so it's like, yes, for her, you know, it perhaps could have been handled more gracefully, <laughs> but yeah. you know, I think when you're, when you're that dialed in on something and you feel like it's not being treated fairly, so to speak, you know, who, who's not going to lose it. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that the great thing about Serena, she blew it and she was passionate and she put herself out there. <laughs> And she poof, just redirected herself and got back into being her body a little bit and totally, you know, supporting the winner, Naomi, in the championship and, you know, put her arm around her and, you know, to how proud she was of her. So, you know, for you out there, like, like, whoa, what just happened? Like, hey, it's emotions run high when there's sports, even the best of the best. You guys mm -hmm. have seen some of the best of the best get a little upset. <laughs> and we don't need to mention any names, but they were, it's all over the place on every court, every field. But she was able to dial back in and get back to who her authentic self, who she is. And, and such he, kudos to Naomi, too. I mean, what a class act, right? 20 right. years old. She's a baby herself, playing against her idol. Japanese, you know, is never, a Japanese person has never won this title. The grand and Slam, yeah. The grand Slam. And to have her with such poise. And in fact, you know, the coaching she had always had was you don't get involved in the drama. So she didn't even know what was going on, which, <laughs> you know, again, great parenting, great coaching. And that, you know, usually we're all like right in the middle of it and what's going on. And she stayed out of it. And I actually, the best part I think was her in her acceptance speech when somebody asked what she's going to do with the three and a half million dollars. And she said, you know, it's, it's not really about that. My sister is going to go to Tokyo with me to the next tournament and I can't wait to have her there. That's honestly the best gift I could ever receive. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
Still. So she showed the beauty in the wind. And I think Serena did a great job in the beauty of losing. And, you know, cause that whole thing wasn't about Serena and Naomi. It was about Serena and how she felt like she was being treated. Yeah. Um, by that referee, whether it was right or wrong. Um, it's, but again, it's, it's that whole thing we've been talking about this afternoon about, you know, we're, we all have those moments, those mm-hmm. dark nights of the soul. And, we all are, we all get to choose how we want to respond. Mm-hmm. And for you parents out there, you, it's the same thing when it comes to parenting. How do you want to respond when a coach yells at your kid or, you know, a teacher says something about your, you know, it's really about, you know, we talk about um, between a stimulus and response lies that space. And so it's really important when we feel stimulus, whether it's about a coach or a play or something we heard someone say about our kid or Anybody that rather than react to it, we, we create a space, we breathe a little bit, get centered, and then respond to the situation. And I think even with Serena, like she, obviously she was reactive and she tried to hang in there and she did a little more reaction. But as she got to the place where she knew she'd actually lost that match, I think that's when she created that space. And then she was able to respond to the rest of the situation. And so. Um, no humans perfect. <laughs> right. No and coaches are perfect. So, you know, that's such great advice because we do. We get particularly when it's our kid. It's like you know the mama bear comes out in you. You really want to be protective, but when you can step back and then you're coaching, you know, in our role play about letting them feel the feelings. Don't take over, and you know, of course, you're feeling it too. Of course, you want to be help them with the situation. But I think that becomes our, our knee jerk reaction is I'm going to go fix it. Uh, You know, this isn't fair. And you overpower them and you don't let them feel, feel you take on their problem. There's actually a, there's a, um, a saying that says problems and feelings have owners. And when you take on someone else's problem to solve, you weaken that person and you overburden yourself. So when a problem arises, you want to ask yourself this question, parents, whose problem is it? And if it's not your problem, like in the situation with this kid in water pole, your job in that moment is to guide that child or person to a solution. Mm-hmm. If it is yours or you want to take it on as yours and then at least own it. Say, I'm the one that has a problem with A, B, and C. And I think that's what a lot of parents do, though, right? This is my problem. I've been driving him to water polo for seven years, right? I've been getting up at five in the morning, blah, blah, blah. So they see it. You identify it as your problem, but it really yeah, is your problem. It is not your problem. Like, did you only do that because of a scholarship you thought this kid was going to get? Or did you do it because of your, your love of your kid and seeing how passionate he was? Because you, all of you guys out there with kids playing sports, you, need to, you know this. You, you're being reminded right now. It's not just the sport that they're learning about there. There's so much more that comes into being an athlete. There's so many lessons in all, I mean, levels, right? Yes. So, um, just know it's not about just the sport. <laughs> right. So yes. it's not your problem. And parents out there, if you have your kids signed up for whatever kind of team and you're putting a lot of money out there, I want you to spend a moment to go to what if my kid gets cut? What if, my child doesn't get a scholarship. How am I going to be in that moment after putting all that money and all that time into it? And if in that moment, when you're sitting there and you start thinking, 
no, there's no way. If that happens, that's just no way that's going to happen. You might want to reassess the whole situation, why you're doing what you're doing. And you might want to back up off a little bit because what you should be, what want, what you want to come up when you think that thought is it doesn't matter if he or she plays college sports. It doesn't matter if he and she gets cut somewhere along the way. What matters is what he or she learned on that way. It's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And every journey has an end somewhere. Mm-hmm. So watch it, parents. Otherwise, without even trying, you're going to be, end up putting a whole lot of pressure on your kid because they, because they can feel the pressure from you and all the money you're spending and the time you're putting in it. So don't do it if it's not, if you're not okay with that kind of end result at any time. Right. Just be happy your kid could play and what he, all the life lessons that came with that. Like you said, gratitude, right? Gratitude right. for yeah. that it's gotten us to this point and literally all those lessons you've learned through this sport, you're going to use (laughs) whatever your next adventure is. So that's not a loss. There is no beauty of sports. There's so much learning on how to lose, how to win graciously, you know, how to become more disciplined with your time and, and, you know, yeah, your time and, you know, how to keep everything juggling. Yeah. Everything. There's so much in a sport. If you can look at it in the bigger picture and not just game time. Right. Well, speaking of time, I'm so, I'm so ex- excited <laughs> to be with you again. I've missed you. Yeah, um, it was fun. I'm glad a, we this did. This is a good one, parents. So um, please have a listen and please share. If you're a parent who's enjoyed this podcast, would, we would love if you would um, share it with any friends and go on to iTunes and rate it. Um, we also have a Facebook group we haven't talked much about, but it's called the Raising Athletes Podcast. And we'd like to get more active in there. So if you have mm-hmm. a topic like what we talked about today that you would love to hear us discuss, please jump in there um, and, and, and leave us a comment or you can even message us if you don't want it on a, on a public forum. But we love talking about these you know, topics that can really add value in the moment, right? Because we are all going through these things and it'd be nice to have some coaching around it. So please, please uh, jump in and, and, and share with us. So our goal is to support parents in raising not only strong athletes, but extraordinary people. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Thanks, everybody out there.